When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Hot Off the Mess. I'm your host, Samantha Bush. And guys, we have so much to cover today. I feel like I start off that up the episode like that every single time. But there are just a few things I want to talk about uh, before we get started um, or before we get into Real Housewives of New York City. So, okay. It's rare that I sit down and watch a movie. If you guys follow my Instagram, you know that I've been on like a movie watching kick lately because I've discovered that I haven't seen a single movie outside of like 13 going on 30 and how to lose guy in 10 days. You know, you've got mail like those are the movies that I've seen. Um, So I've recently, you know, started diving in. I watched Saving Private Ryan. I watched The Shining. Oh. The Shining. What a terrible movie. Um, Definitely wasn't for me. Um, No, thank you. I understand that it's a classic for a lot of people. Not so much for for myself. Um, But Gracie and I had a movie night over the weekend and we watched this little movie called. So first of all, let me clarify. We do spooky nights. So we're long distance besties, as a lot of you guys know. And We do spooky nights together almost like once a week or we try to where we like pick a scary movie and that's what we watch. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. And so we decided to watch. So the week before we watched a movie called The Rental, which is really, really great. I highly recommend anybody who likes kind of scary thriller movies um, to go onto Netflix and watch that. It has Jeremy Allen White in it. It has Allison. um, Oh, my God. Allison. What is her name? Allison. She's married to the Franco brother, Allison Brie. Um, Allison Brie's in it. Uh, who the fuck else is in it? I don't know. It's really, really good. It's easy breezy for a thriller. Like, it's not like super crazy. Then we decided to watch There's Someone in Your House, which we also really loved. And after that, we were like, wow, let's keep the scary movie going. And we decided to put on a movie called It's Like... Um, game gamer x or something like that and like immediately we were like immediately no immediately no so then we decided to watch a little movie called um you're so not invited to my bat mitzvah and i had been wanting to see this it's a fairly new movie put out by adam sandler on netflix um it features his daughters sunny and god forbid i can't remember the i'm like blanking out on names today um and his wife is in it as well. She has like a, a smaller role. Um, she's not like the main the main girl. Sadie Sandler and Sonny Sandler are his two daughters. They're both in the movie. And it's all about, you know, his daughter's bat mitzvah. And it's so, so good, you guys. It is 
such an adorable movie. It's really, really funny. He's, you know, honestly, like he's not the star of the movie. Sonny Sandler is a goddamn star. She was so funny, so cute. And Gracie and I were texting. We were like, what we really liked about it is all the teens in the movie like looked like teenagers. They didn't look like, because sometimes I look at teenagers and I'm like, I did not look like that when I was 13. I've got to tell you, you know, like there are or like I remember like looking at Antonia Gorga when she was like 13 and I was like what the fuck like I did not look like that I looked like <laughs> I like my arms were like down to my ankles like I was like so scary skinny like just gangly as fuck like just so bad had no boobs <laughs> I had like the biggest nipples in the world like you know, like that period of time when like, you just have really thick nipples and you don't have boobs, but you have to wear a cami. Like <laughs> that was me. Um, I had to wear like belts, like I had braces. I had like, oh my God, talk about character development, you guys. <laughs> my freshman year of high school. Okay, let me start at the very beginning. Okay, I my baby teeth. Why am I sharing this story? My baby teeth had a hard time coming in and my mom was like very concerned about it. And so she like took me to the dentist. I was like a year or so. And she was like crying. She's like, where are my daughter's teeth? Like, does she not have teeth? It just took them a long time to come in. But with that said, it took a really long time for them to come out. Like I used to pretend that my teeth were wiggly. Like, because all of everybody was losing teeth left and right in elementary school. Everybody like kids were dropping teeth, growing new teeth. Like, and I just wasn't like I had like the standard like front teeth fall out the bottom, you know, the bottom fronts too. But by freshman year of high school, you guys, I had so many baby teeth and they were like, in order for us to like move forward with your like orthodontic journey, like you need to get these teeth teeth taken out because I'm not kidding I had six six teeth pulled at one time one time I I had gums okay imagine that imagine a freshman in high school you have no fucking teeth you have huge nipples you got greasy bangs side bangs like you're in the goddamn trenches okay and like it was really a disaster those kids not saying that they were as busted as me but they definitely looked like teenagers and I was like okay I can like fuck with this like this feels real it was really cute go watch it perfect movie no notes um and before we get into Real Houses of New York City guys the Golden Bachelor is about to become my new personality and I'm not just saying that because I run the Bachelor account for batches I'm saying because they just dropped. So obviously we knew it was Gary Turner, 71 from Indiana. He is a widower and he looks adorable. You know, he has he's like a girl dad. He's like he's like the perfect choice to start off this show. And for those that don't know what the Golden Bachelor is, the Golden Bachelor is basically the bachelor, but like senior citizens. And everyone was so anxious about the women. Okay, everyone was so anxious Because it was like, I don't want to see this guy like pick like 30 year old women. Like, that's not fun. Like, I want them to be like age appropriate. I want to see like older women and men like thriving and finding love. So Entertainment Weekly put out the 22 senior women who will date Gary Turner. And it does not disappoint you guys. 
these women are gorgeous. The youngest one is 60. It goes up to like 75, I think some one of them is. They're stunning. They're full of life, like gorgeous women. It's aspirational, truly. There's this one woman, Leslie. She's 64. She's a fitness instructor. She's from Minnesota. I'm obsessed with her. I can't stop staring at her. I find her stunning. There's another woman. Her name is Joan. She's 60. She's a private school administrator from Maryland. Um, And in her bio, fun fact, it says, Joan loves dancing after a couple glasses of wine. Who doesn't, Joan? Who doesn't? Then we got Marina, who's 60, an educator. She's got three master's degrees. Like, she plays pickleball. Like, these women are fucking stars. Natasha, 60, a pro-aging coach and midlife speaker who wants bell-bottoms to come back from New York City? Sure thing. Pamela, 75. She's a retired salon owner. Pamela can't get enough of Judge Judy in her life. Same. Um, that is the most random fun fact you could have ever come up with then. Okay. If you're in the batch nation world or you were, you definitely know who Matt James is. Matt James is Tyler Cameron's best friend. He was the first black bachelor and, um, you know, he, he had like a whole scandal that ultimately ended up taking Chris Harrison out of, out of the, out of the running as host. And that's why we have Jesse Palmer. His mother, Matt James' mother, 70 years old. Her name is Patty. She looks like Celine Dion. I'm obsessed. She's on the show. She's from North Carolina. She's a retired real estate professional. And quote about Patty is she loves her body glitter and encourages you to do the same. Fuck yeah, Patty. Fuck yeah, Patty. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with these women. I'm not kidding. I watched their like little get to know me video that Entertainment Weekly put out. And it honestly brought a tear to my eye. I was like, the, this is the type of shit I want to see. Like, these are the women I want to get to know. I can't wait for this franchise to completely take over the world because it will. I'm telling you. And I can't wait for it to just like become its own, like its own, like, like, what is the word I'm looking for? It's its own, um, Oh, fuck. It's okay. What I'm trying to say is like, I can't wait for one of these women to be the golden bachelorette. I can't wait till we get golden bachelor in paradise, Boca edition. I need these women on a pickleball court. I want these women on a beach. I want these women fighting for love, making out in hot tubs, dry humping, you know, on a cabana. That's what I want. Then we have a woman named Susan. She's 66. She's from Pennsylvania. She's a wedding officiant and she dreams of having lunch with Kris Jenner. Sweetie. You are Chris Jenner. She looks exactly like her. I'm dying. Like these are the guys. These are the women I was hoping for. Th- Teresa's 69. She's a financial service professional. Teresa taught herself all about the stock market. Teach me, bitch. I don't know shit. I barely know what a debit card is. Oh my God. Peggy's 69. She's a dental hygienist. She's a goat carding enthusiast. I'm telling you guys, this show is going to sweep the nation. I'm so fucking ready. And you can kind of get like a little glimmer into their personalities in the video, too, because there's this woman in April. She gives Ramona energy. She's really intense. Um, I'm obsessed. She's 65. She's from Port St. Lucie. <laughs> I just butchered that so bad. I know I did. Lucie? Susan Lucci? 
Florida. Anyway, she's a therapist and she dreams of writing a bestselling book. Now, deep cut here. Do you guys remember the therapist that Teresa and Joe Gorka brought out to that like scary ghost ridden mansion during that like family retreat? It was like this woman. It was like Dr. Jackie or something. Dr. Jackie, Real Housewives of New Jersey. Let's Dr. Jackie Walters, absolutely. Maybe that's not her. Nope, that's Dr. Jackie Walters, married to medicine. I fucked up. Okay, her name was like Dr. Okay, therapist on Real Houses in New Jersey. Dr. V. This bitch looks just like Dr. V. Oh my God, I'm shaking. I can't stop thinking about it. April 65 from from St. Lucci, from Susan St. Lucci, Florida. Looks exactly like Dr. V. Wow. Dr. V had a moment on Bravo, you guys. She really did. Dr. Venus Nicolino. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I can't get enough, you guys. I can't get enough. This is going to be so good. It's going to be so good. I just fucking feel it. Like these women have energy. They have sex appeal. They have pizzazz, you know. Then there's a woman who I'm obsessed with. Her name is Anna. She's 61. I feel like I've said I'm obsessed with every single woman on the show. It hasn't even come out. I believe it airs September 28th when, and I will be covering it on this podcast. Don't you fucking worry, guys. Don't you worry. So, yep, September 28th at 8 p.m. It's a Thursday, which is crazy because Bachelor is always on Monday. So they're really with the writer strike. You know, they got to rearrange the schedule a little bit. Anyway, back to Anna. I'm obsessed. Anna 61, a retired nutritionist from Summit, New Jersey. When Anna dives with sharks, she goes cageless. If that is not a housewife's fucking tagline, like, I don't know what is. And then it says Anna might do just fine in paradise. And I feel like that is a breadcrumb that we need to be following because it's like, I need these women on the beach. I need them worried about, you know, SPF. Like I need these women to drop beauty skincare tips immediately. They're stunning. And it's just like, it's honestly giving what and just like that hasn't been giving. Like I wanted to look to these women to be like aspirational queens, you know, in their, in their sixties. And they weren't giving that. These women are. Oh my God. There's one woman. What's her name? Christina. She's 73. Absolutely gorgeous. She's in a beautiful black jumpsuit. Heels that appear to be from Lulu's. God bless. Christina's first concert was the Beatles in 1964. Yeah. I'm telling you, the people that are on the show now don't even know who the Beatles are. They'll be like, the Beatles? Who's that? I'm telling you, this show is going to change the nation. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, you guys. Like, I'm flying high right now. Flying high. Not to bring it back down, you know, I hate to do that, but we have to talk about Bethany Frankel. And I don't want to talk about her every single week, but she put out a podcast that was so insane. I, I It truly stopped me dead in my tracks. So Face Reality is a great Instagram account. Her name is Face Reality 16 her name is Eliza in real life, but she's, she has a great Instagram. She like gets great content. Kyle finally blocked her on Instagram. And that was so funny. I was like, honestly, girl, I'm shocked she didn't block you sooner. Um, 
listen to this clip from Bethany's podcast. That we went to number one and that I had Rachel on and that it was just a terrible exploitation because I'm going to in the future Google Gaga that every single podcast guest and make sure that I want to snuggle with them and give them a lollipop and a teddy bear because they're my friends. We have to snuggle. I want to snuggle with all my podcast guests. I'm going to call up Mark Cuban and be like, why didn't we snuggle? Do you think I care about you, Matthew McConaughey? Are you thinking about whether I care about you before I have you on? Hillary Clinton, did you and Bill talk about whether I care? I had you on because I care about you. You're my friend. I'm only going to have people that I really love and care about on the podcast. Because this is Valentine's Day, and it's a Hallmark card. And only podcast with the ones you love. So I'm so sorry, everybody. Guys. She's fucking cracked. I'm dead serious. When I came across this, you know, I don't, I don't click like sound on every single Instagram I come across, you know, but this one, I was like the cap, the, the headline on the meme is like, guys, we broke Bethany Frankel. And I was like, oh, absolutely clicking. What the fuck is going on with her? I'm in shock. Heather McDonald comments and says, nothing is more satisfying for me than the world finally seeing who Bethany really is. I, I like need to gather my thoughts. I don't even know what to say. It, it's so cringe. It's so embarrassing. It's she's literally melting down in front of us. And it's like, I can't stop looking away. It's so bad. I I needed to play that for you guys before we get into um, New York because it was just like way too crazy not to play on here. Um, I would love to know what you guys think about <laughs> that clip because um, basically what she's saying is, pe- you know, people were saying like, Bethany, like you're exploiting Raquel slash Rachel. Like you are, you know, essentially doing what you said Bravo is doing to you guys. And that like doesn't make a lot of sense. Like you made um, tons of money off of the episode that, you know, you put out with her. Is she seeing a dime of that? Because again, that's kind of what you're saying Bravo has been doing to you guys is exploiting you and making money off of you when you're doing the same thing with Raquel slash Rachel. And that's her response to that. Is she saying like, oh, you know, I, sh- I shouldn't have to like hug every single guest I have on. I shouldn't have to care about blah, blah, blah. It's like, you do though, because that's what you're saying Bravo is doing, babe. Like you can't have it both ways. I'm like so over it. Like I'm so sick of this bitch trying to like have it, have it, have her cake and eat it too. I've said it a million times on this podcast. It doesn't make any fucking sense. How can you sit there and say that you're the smartest housewife, the savviest housewife, the this, the that, the whatever, the highest paid, the Bethany Claus, and then you turn around and are like, but they manipulated me into doing things that I didn't know they did, blah, blah, blah. Talking about how they had cameras up at Jill's, at Bobby's funeral, whatever. That's the name of the game, bitch. I'm just sick of it. She's nasty. She's mean. She's completely ruined her legacy on Housewives. I don't find her like I've rewatched a few episodes recently and I'm just like, I I can't even like watch her with like enjoyment anymore. You guys, I gotta be honest. Like it's, it's tough. I'm like, I, I would rather watch Ramona Singer any fucking day of the week. It's crazy. It's fucking insane. 
Another topic I want to bring up is the alleged reboot of Real Housewives of Atlanta. So Love B. Scott put out a, um, you know, basically an article yesterday that says Real Housewives of Atlanta reboot is in the works. Production is demanding fresh peaches um, after a disastrous season. Sources exclusively tell lovebscott.com that a production made the call to recast the entire show at some point during the taping of the season 15 reunion. A source close to production tells us that Bravo is beyond thrilled with the reception of the recently rebooted Real Houses of New York. So they're fully on board with production's decision to recast Atlanta. The network is also very pleased with the upcoming seasons of the Real Houses of Potomac and Married to Medicine. So... I don't know, you guys. There's a part of me that feels like it's it's every it's it's everything. Like I wish that they would give these women like maybe one more chance and maybe be like you will get fucking fired and we will bring in new bitches if you don't step up to the plate, show your life, be honest, be truthful, be raw, be who be what the show was because Atlanta like was the crown jewel. Like Atlanta was everything to me and to like a ton, millions of other people. Um, I mean, it was the highest rated show on Bravo for, it was the highest rated housewife show. Excuse me. Let's be clear. Below deck always takes the cake for some reason. People fucking love that show. Not saying I don't, but people like really, really love it. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, uh, production maybe wasn't doing their job, maybe wasn't getting in the mix, maybe wasn't like telling these women, like, you need to step up, you need to talk to this person, you need to confront this person. I want, you know, that to happen. I feel like the women maybe kind of checked out a bit, maybe got too comfortable. Um, You know, I don't know. I, I'm sad about the reboot. If it's happening, it kind of does sound like it is. I've said this a few weeks ago on the, on the podcast, like, I've heard this for a while, but, you know, I'm bummed. Um, I hope maybe we get a legacy trip like we got with New York, you know, that'd be great. And, I, you know, but I am interested to see the new women of Atlanta. Like, if that is the case, like, let's see what happens, you know, we'll see. Because New York is doing amazing work, like, I'm loving Real Houses of New York. Now, don't get me wrong. If they touch a single motherfucking hair on anyone in Orange County's head, they will have me to deal with. Okay? Peacock, NBC, you listening? I'm dead serious. I love Real Houses of Orange County this season. I It's going to be on tonight. I can't fucking wait. It's going to be incredible. Every single episode delivers, but that's not why we're here today. We're here to talk New York City, baby. So let's get into it. Okay. I feel like this has been working out um, going woman by woman rather than, I don't know, trying to break it down a different way. Um, you guys have been giving me like some really great feedback. You know, of course, like I'm always here if you want to hear something different, want to hear it in a different way. Like I just want to make it the best listening experience for everybody. With that said, I'm, I apologize for my mouth noises. I can't fucking help it. It's the way that I talk. I don't know what I can do. I'll talk to my producer, see if they can like get that out. I don't know what to do, you guys. It's literally the way I talk. I've heard my parents. They talk the exact same way. We're all annoying as fuck, apparently. Okay? But I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. I've heard, I've heard it. I'm taking it in and we're moving on. 
Okay. So the Real Housewives of New York City. Let's go. Let's start with Erin. Um, she. Chris Lewis has brought this to my attention. So thank him, you guys. I still love her. But she is like wound really, really, really tight. Like she just like she just feels like someone who is just like the epitome of like a white knuckle, like someone that's just like white knuckling it, who's always got like a really tense like personality. She's just very sharp. She just has like I just want her to breathe a little bit. I just want her to let go. Okay. And listen, I'm not the most chill girl in the world either. But she, to me, is like just really like hanging on. It's like, I just want her to calm down, breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. Because when Abe is talking to her about, you know, the women were being really disrespectful during the vows, her sister, you know, told her all about that. And he was like, wait a minute, that was your friends doing that? And I have to say, it was very disrespectful. You are at someone's vow renewal. Now did I find out that they actually had their anniversary in July and they moved it to December for filming? Listen, sure. But then I learned through Danny that a lot of people in the Jewish world, a lot of Jewish people, they go away in the summer, like they go away to camp and stuff. And that's why a lot of like bat mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs are like in the fall and the winter, even if the kids' birthdays are in the summer. So maybe that has something to do with it. I really have no idea. I'm just speculating. Again, it could totally be for the show. And with that said, I tip my hat to them. They know what they're doing. And I respect it. Now, it was incredibly disrespectful of Bryn to go up to A multiple times, bring up divorce, bring up separation, bring up being single that's weird. Um, it's a weird thing to do at your vow renewal of your friend. Um, I do think Aaron went a little too hard about it. You know, I think it's, I think she went a little dramatic when she started talking about what have our kids heard her say that? What have our kids heard her say that? Your kids, they'll be fine, sweetie. They're four years old. They, first of all, why are they there? Why are they not tucked away into bed? Um, I don't really get that, but that's, I'm not a parent. So who the fuck am I? And I just, I just, I understand the notion of like being bothered by that. It's definitely something that I would be like, okay, I have to talk to her about that. Like, that's really not cool. But she got like really worked up about it, really worked up about it. And we see that later on in the episode when they go to the wreath making party. God, I love housewives, the wreath making party and yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about that, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, and then next up, I want to talk about Jessel, my sweet, sweet, chaotic Jessel. What the fuck does she do for a living? I know that she says what her job is. She's in PR, fashion PR. Um, I'd like to see her pay stubs. I want to see it follow her to work every day because it doesn't feel like a real job. It feels so like, I don't know. It's like when Ken and Barbie says his job is beach. Like, I feel like that's Jessel. And she's just like, my job is fashion PR. It's like, go on. Like, please tell me what that means. And then they start talking about her mom, her sweet angel of a mother, who's staying with them to help them raise their two little goblins. 
And they're so fucking mean. They're like, mom is sleeping until 8.30. Like, I'm not even seeing her until 8.30. Mom, clean up these fucking fingerprints. I'm like, oh my God. Like, this is your mother. This is a, an elder who's fucking helping your ass. Who I don't think works, actually. I think you have a fake job. I think you're on fake Zooms. And I think you just like don't want to spend time with your kids, which is totally fine. There's tons of parents out there that like, aren't like spending that much time with their kids you know but that's like it is what it is but who the fuck am I to judge but when they cut to those flashes to them talking to her mom and she's like mom if you see fingerprints you clean that up I'm like as as her mom's like cooking over the stove got like five pots and pans going got things sauteing and bubbling and boiling and uh, this woman is fighting for her life in that fucking white asylum it's crazy i'm this lady like blink twice if you need help please Uh, i mean honestly then jessel says something so crazy jessel 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 she looks at her husband her sweet sweet husband and says they eat like you and they shit like you talking about her children her toddlers now (laughs) you guys i can't breathe they eat like you and they shit like you what is wrong with her (laughs) i'm being totally serious like i don't really get what her issue is she has two babies that i believe are the under the under the age of three they have to be they're under the age of three and she's looking at her husband and she's like, they eat like you and they shit like you. I'm like, oh my God, like they're babies. They're literal babies. And then she's like, I think I want another one because my favorite number is three. <laughs> like, that's not a reason to have a baby, Jessel. My queen, that's not a reason. Guys, I'm obsessed with her. She's so fucking crazy. <laughs> she's just like, my lucky number has been three. I'm like, so fucking what my lucky color is green that doesn't mean i'm a fucking shamrock every single day because i just want good things to happen to me like that doesn't mean shit okay i hate that like i understand the like wanting to like have a certain number of kids but like you have to take a look at your life and like take stock in your life and be like a, can I afford this many kids? B, do I have the bandwidth, the emotional, mental bandwidth to like raise three kids? I mean, she's literally looking at her husband thinking like shit like you, but I want another baby. Papa was like, babe, that is absolutely not going to happen. It was just crazy. I have to laugh about it. It was so fucking funny. They eat like you and they shit like you. I mean, if that's not, if that's not romance, like if that's not loving your children, like I don't know what is. And just this like doubling down, being like my lucky number is three or having another one. I'm like, okay, cool. I guess like it's fucking insane. Then we start getting into like some deeper stuff going on. And she starts talking about how like in the Indian culture, it's like really taboo and like frowned upon women like if they can't have babies it's like this whole situation so she kept it from her parents that she went through IVF for some reason like when she said this at that dinner back like a few episodes ago I like didn't really sit with it I don't think 
But then like when she started really talking about it, especially to her mom, I, I was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe you kept this from her. Like, I can't believe you kept this from the woman who's cleaning up your fingerprints, you know? And her mom just looked so, so devastated. Like, I felt really sad for her because she was like, I would have loved to have been there for you. Like I, but of course she does acknowledge like why Jessel maybe didn't tell her because she didn't want people to talk. She didn't, maybe it wasn't so much about her parents. It was about the community, like as a whole, like she didn't want everyone to be gossiping and talking about it, which her mom did acknowledge. But I just felt sad because her mom's like, I would have come to you out of taking care of you, my baby. Like you're taking so many like shots and hormones and you know, all of that. And it, it just, honestly, you guys, it made me really really sad um you know and it just explains so much of why um you know maybe Jessel is disconnected from her body and I've talked about this before because she um you know had to go through so much IVF and so many hormone treatments and giving herself shots like I can't imagine uh doing that it's honestly I oof it just sounds like it just sounds like a lot because it is Um, So I'm really glad that she told her mom. I'm glad that they were able to have that conversation. And if, you know, she does have a baby girl, um, you know, I hope that her mom gets to be there more for her through that journey. Um, But again, her and her mom are the same person because they call their husbands shitheads. They call their husbands shitheads. And that is just where I'll leave it at that with Jessel. She's literally you call dad a shithead. I'm like, what? What is happening in this house? Like, what's going on here? Um, let's talk about Brittany. You know, I really can't decide how I feel about Brent. Every fucking minute of when she's on my screen, I'm like, I hate her. I love her. I hate her. I love her. Like, I really, really cannot decide. And then we meet a man named Gideon who is so beautiful. He's gorgeous. He's British. He is obsessed with her. And he proposed. So they had broken up. She had already been dating someone else. He proposed to her by playing I Could Walk 500 Miles over the speakers. She proposed or he proposed. She said yes and had to call her boyfriend and be like, listen, I'm engaged to my ex-boyfriend. Now, I have to again ask the question, like, why did you say yes if you were dating someone else? Bryn is a mess. Um, Listen, I love I love to watch it. Do I agree with everything that she says and does? No, absolutely not. But watching them together, I'm like, why are they still together? And she says it's because when she looked down at the ring one day, she was like, started panicking because she was like, oh my God, I'm going to be someone's wife. I'm not ready to be someone's wife. But now she is ready to have a family. So I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, can we like figure out what we're doing? Like, can you guys get back together? He still has the ring. He, I mean, the way that he looks at her. The way that he fucking looks at her is so cute. He's still so obsessed with her and in love with her. And he looked at her and he was like, you were the most beautiful person I'd ever seen in my life. And he said it like so British and sexy. I was like, Jesus Christ, Brandon, if you don't marry this man, like people are going to be flocking to New York for that, for that dick. You know what I'm saying? So listen, does she grate me? Does she, do I find her to be rather annoying? Yes. There's something like, 
I I'm rooting for I want her to be like a more real grounded person there are glimpses of that that I really enjoy I do want to know more about her like I I'm very intrigued and it's one of those situations where it's like if you want to have a baby like go have one like you can fucking do it girl but I think she does want that like traditional in quotes like life you know with the husband or the whatever and um I understand that so you know we're keeping Brittany in our thoughts and our prayers like I I'm rooting for her you guys but again I find her very irritating I can't decide (laughs) I really can't decide um so okay we're at the wreath party and Bryn like put this thing together it's at some bar this like cute little Jamie Lee Curtis-esque woman is like walking around giving people drinks Jenna comes in with like her 32 bags full of sponsored shit then my least favorite person on the cast walks in and that is Cy I cannot fucking stand her I'm sorry like oh my god I just can't I cannot with the food thing I think it's so annoying. I don't know if it's shtick. I don't know what the fuck she's doing, but I need her to cut it out. Just eat your fruit and shut the fuck up. The moment she walks in, she's like, I have standards. Like, I'm not eating this shit in the morning. I'm like, oh my God, just shut the fuck up. Get a kind bar in your purse and be quiet. I can't. And I hate to say this, when describing a woman, I'm so sorry, but I find her to be incredibly shrill. I do. I find her to be so fucking shrill. She just walks in. She just starts complaining and bitching. And it's like not funny. Like it's not like you're not being endearing or funny. And like, you know, it's like you're being really fucking rude. And at this point, every single episode, you've had an issue where you've talked about you need to eat. And as Aaron said, do you have like a worm in your stomach? Like you need to get that fucking looked at. Because at this point, it's weird. It's so fucking weird. Then my favorite scene from the entire season happens. Sai decides to tell the women that Jonah's real name is Judith. And oh my God, you guys, I've watched this video 10,000 times and I'm going to play it. Her name is actually Judith. Judith? Judith to me. The way Jessel is so disgusted, concerned, in disbelief that Jenna's name is Judith. Judith? Judith. Judith. Now, what's its size? job to tell everybody that her name is judith probably not and i don't really get the like jenna genitalia like why was that her brother's nickname for her if she went by judith i need more i need more backstory on that but aaron comes in tense as fuck her body is tense as as bryn said the energy is not merry jolly or bright and she sits down she immediately starts getting in she's like making her wreath i'm obsessed like when housewives do things like that like one when they're fighting in costume it's one of my favorite things and two it's like when they're doing something like very um like innocent and like fun and like they're fighting like i just find that funny like i remember in the old new york when they made like cupcakes they were arguing like 
it's one of my favorite things or when they were making those jeans bedazzling those jeans for the diamonds and denims party that kristen takeman put on for um that smile charity why do i remember all of this i'm not really sure but she's like you have such you're rude and you have bad manners and side just goes i was hungry i'm like and she's just like i don't care a girl's gotta eat and i'm like what is wrong with you like i understand the not saying honestly i understand the not saying bye thing I didn't at first, but then I was talking to Chris Lewis and he was like, no, like when you're at a really big event like that, like you don't need to go say bye to like the bride, you know, like if you're at a small cocktail party, like, yeah, go say bye. But like there was like a hundred people there. Now saying that you were hungry, that there was piggies in a blanket and you couldn't fucking eat it. Like this has just been a pattern with her. I'm really happy there was like that montage, um, you know, that showed her like being very, very annoying. I guys, I just, I can't, I can't with Sai, period. I just can't. And she didn't give a fuck and she didn't even apologize. Then Aaron turns her anger towards Bryn and, you know, Bryn doubles down, doesn't apologize. None of these women are apologizing to Aaron, which is interesting. makes me wonder what's going on behind the scenes, but you know, Bryn doesn't apologize. She's like, Abe was laughing at my jokes. Tell him to stop doing that. I'm making jokes like, and Aaron's like, no, this is what you said. And Bryn's like, I never said that you weren't even there. And then I'm glad that the editors like played back the, all the times that she did say the word divorce and single and everything. And, you know, because then it like kind of supports Aaron's side a little bit. And I just wish that Bryn apologized in the moment and just like they moved on like she could have been like yeah that was like really stupid of me like I like we all know like people that are really flirty like that and that's fine you can do whatever you want but I don't know it just was kind of shitty that they didn't apologize to Aaron for like bothering like hurting her feelings that her like pseudo vow renewal um and what I really had to laugh about is that Aaron storms out and she goes I'm good at designing and you all fucking suck talking about her wreath I was like okay girl um we have an hugv martha stewart girly on our hands like she's diy and then she follows she goes outside no one follows her she then proceeds to stand outside almost like waiting for someone to come out but then no one does so then she calls her sister i had to laugh it made me laugh um overall i'm obsessed with these women i think this season has been amazing i there were some people in my instagram comments complaining about the season and i'm like my word of advice is stop trying to make the show the old new york stop trying to make the show what you think the show should be and just fucking enjoy it or don't watch it period i didn't enjoy it real houses of atlanta this season so i'm not watching it that's what i'm not doing I'm not coming on this mic every single week bitching and complaining now will i bitch and complain next week about something probably but not this week. So that's all I have. I will be back later this week with more hot off the mess. I will be talking Orange County. And then next week, I have a super exciting guest coming on, Michelle Collins. You guys know you love her. Um, and yeah, please rate, review, and subscribe or every listen to podcasts. And I'll see you guys soon. Bye. Media Production.